from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. It's going to be a steamer, man. What a weekend. It'll what be a, a Memorial Day weekend. I wonder what the Indy 5... We're going to talk to Jordan Bianchi later about the Indy 500. Those vehicles could be a little toasty on uh, Dixon won the pit contest today. Oh, who, fastest? Yeah, uh, fastest uh, pit thing. It's carb day at Indy today mm-hmm. and final practice, and I guess it went pretty well. I and think we di- still have carb day, even though we haven't had carbs for uh, carburetors for 50 years. You something. know, it's all about the promotion <laughs> and the making money and having fun. I was watching a bunch of it on uh, NBC today. And oh my goodness, what a madhouse! I've I've had buddies that have been you know that have been gone there, and they say guys are passed out in the middle of the oh, golf yes. field. It's just it's debauchery, and uh, so they were around the infield with the cameras, and it's there's some guys that are gonna are, that I'm sure are passed out already. I uh, have uh, several friends of the uh, who covered who were sports writers in Indy for years. Yeah. And, uh, they never miss the uh, night before just going through the parking lot and checking out the scenes yeah. because there was a, yeah there was a big kind of open grass yes. field next door that yep. uh, it's Sodom and Gomorrah, come, Patrick. Guys <laughs> come rolling in there, man. Is it fun for a non-race fan to go to one of those? Why wouldn't it be? I mean, yeah. you could. It'd be like uh, these old concerts at the Met. I used to I used to go to the tailgate party and never go in the building. <laughs> you know, it, it, why not just go there and have fun? Sure, you know? sure. The uh, problem with watching the race is if your eyes are trained for a stock car race. Yeah. You can't tell who no, the No, because these, 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 these are 200 these plus. These are different animals. Yeah. I mean, they go by with a little whistle. And they're gone, and you say, I think I saw some blue. Maybe that was Andretti or right. somebody. Right, you've got to know their color scheme. The great <laughs> thing about Danica is when she goes by at 210, you can tell because she's uh, driving that green GoDaddy car. Yeah. And this is her last Indy race, yes, too, by the way. Uh, allegedly, she's finished. Yeah. She uh, she's, finished, uh, I think she's starting in the third row, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, she had a so, pretty good run. Yeah, yeah. I would think that they'd try to get her back in the Indy cars, but she says, uh, she says no. She's she was always better out. at that. And yes. uh, actually, more respected too the guys in the stock cars didn't give her i I, I think that uh they certainly are difficult to drive the the indy cars because of the speed the way the corners come up on you and stuff but they're easier to handle yes much easier need as much strength to handle the damn right and it's just a twitch on that half wheel yeah she's been pretty good at the in the in indy indy races but uh yeah it's uh it's certainly not what it used to be, but I mean, it's uh, the the actual race because it used to be guys a month as Kenny knows. Right. It used yep. to be a month. Yep, mm-hmm. they had two weekends of qualifying. They'd get a hundred thousand. The first weekend of qualifying, they get one hundred fifty thousand people just to watch them run time trials. Yes, yeah. the wow. second weekend they'd probably get fifty yep. show up because they'd what have about eight spots left that they'd give away. Yeah, and then uh, then that Thursday. Uh, which I think Carb Day used to be Thursday. Right, was uh, would be they'd have a big crowd for that too. How many but, uh, have you covered them? Have you been? There? I've been. Uh, I think four. Yeah. Wow. I went to the first one after the split. Really? When it was, when it was, bring anything you want. We have no requirements. And yeah. Tony Stewart was there, and he had a rocket ship. Yeah. But. He good for four laps. Right. <laughs> you know, he right. was, they he, don't have a lifespan. Uh, he was uh, he was the fastest, and he was the young 
skinny guy and just an indie, you know, a guy who'd been a dirt racer, and they all loved him, but he lasted about 10 minutes. I've know? been to that track three times, but I've never seen a race there. I've um, just been yeah. going through oh, Indy, and it's let's swing in and look at well, it. Well, they used to have a golf course. Basically, half of a golf course was, it's so big inside. In the, yeah, have, in the infield. Yeah, yeah. golf yep. course on there. And then the other half was kind of out. Yeah, it's it's an amazing what two and a half miles around the amount of land that creates yeah. in the middle. It's yeah, astounding. Wow. And it's kind of a square track. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's an oval, but those those corners are yeah. pretty oh, tight. Oh, they come up on you tight. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I, I also, I've been there for three or four innings, but I also was at two, the first brickyard and a couple other brickyards. Oh, were so, you? Oh, yeah, interesting. I, the, I think Gordon won the first brickyard. Yeah, I was at the first Is brickyard. Is that pretty boring, watching the stock cars on that track? I had no interest in going <laughs> they to big did super not, speedways. Uh, they did not. They never thought they were great races because... Uh, couldn't race three by three on, yeah. on that thing. Those cars are too damn big. So then why have it? They're just the nostalgic oh, purpose? Of, yeah, money, I mean, when money. they first had it, it was huge. Oh, sure. Because that was also the heyday of, uh, of NASCAR. Of NASCAR, too. yeah. And they got them in. Indy wanted them. Indy wanted them. They, yeah. they, were, they, were, they did great the first couple of times. But uh, my dear friend, Charlie Hallman, the late, great Charlie Hallman, was covering the first Brickyard when I covered it, too, and informed me that I don't, I think I'd been at an Indy 500, but he informed me, you better be here at 4.30 in the morning. You won't be able to get through the traffic. Because that's mm-hmm. what, when you, for the Indy 500, you had yeah. to do that. Yeah. I think the Brickyard was starting like at 1 in the afternoon, too. I got there. I could have been on <laughs> Highway 100 at 3 a.m. Breezed in there. Breezed I'm right sitting, in. And the fence isn't in. The gate isn't even open yet. I, he did it to me again. He duped you? I, I ended up Fantastic. sleeping in my car for about two hours waiting Buck to get home and yeah, Bless his heart. Charlie. He was so he, awesome. And I beat him there by an hour or something like that. So. The friends I know usually roll in their race day around uh, 6, 7 in the morning. Oh, they yeah. park far away. But then they hop on a bed of a truck of one of the rednecks rolling in and just get a ride in with random strangers. It's yep. just one big happy family. That's cool. Until everybody gets drunk and starts fighting. <laughs> I said Earnhardt was the best. How many years ago was the split? Over 20 now, right? Yeah, it's been Tony a long George time decided that he was going to take control of it. That was a cart and messed, messed it up. Kenny, why do you think the downfall, what, what is not the downfall, but the Auto the popularity? Why, why is it down from a couple of years ago? You, Roycey, you got a reason? I, yes. I don't. Yeah, I have uh, no idea. The same people who uh, uh, like soccer better than baseball now because it only takes two hours and stuff. Or they don't like the they're racing. They're anti-car. They yeah. they rather take Uber. You know, they're not. It's it's the car is not does not have its hold on America. That but it, it wasn't that long ago that racing was really popular. Yeah, in this that, country. A decade ago, it was still going good and hell in the night in the early in the 80s and 90s it was huge and nascar's been messing with the program now now they're doing races and stages and they've yeah. got that whole point system they're doing which just confuses the Changing old dumb dumbs like me yeah yeah but my wife is uh, addicted to it and she loves the new format she says it's great really yeah, yeah i guess i i i went to you know it was i went to her, petty's last daytona 500 was the first one i ever went to and i went to seven or eight of them after that and they were they were pretty big. I went to uh, Talladega after Davy Allison got killed oh, in the, in the, uh, infield, the yeah. helicopter helicopter crash. crash. And I went down there. I was down there because he was from right next door in Hueytown. Mm-hmm. And I uh, went down there for three four days and hung out. And uh, we damn near lost two guys 
on that day at Talladega, uh, Neil Bonnet, who would make it his comeback in honor of Davy Allison, right. put it in the fence. Right. And mm. he, then he got killed a year later, right, right. at Daytona. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, and a guy named Stan Smith. I don't remember him. Went out of the ballpark. Wow. That one turn, he just he went Ooh. over the fence and out of the ballpark, and they told us, all they really told us was Stan was alive. But that's, uh, and then I was there when Dale died, but uh, that's creepy, man, when you see him cover up the automobile. Yeah. When they bring it back in and they cover it. But that doesn't, they're much safer than they used to be. Because you know, of remember, that? Remember Dale's, when Dale died, that race? Did yeah, you watch boy, that I race? sure do. Yeah, I watched every what lap. What people don't recall is that Tony Stewart was up in the air. Yeah. Over on the backside like this. Yep. And came down and landed. And he, uh. If he'd landed on his top, he probably would have If I remember, I had two guys that day. Didn't oh. Michael Waltrip win that race? Yes. And he was driving, driving Dale's car. for Dale. And yeah. Junior was second, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. They were one, two, and... And uh, but Dale was a little distracted. That's right, because when Ju- the- when Junior finished, I remember you know he the first thing he did, he got out of his car and he just sprinted toward because right. yeah. he knew he had to get to the hospital. And um, the, after that crash, and Kyle Petty's son, I can't remember his name, he crashed shortly Adam. there. Uh, yeah, shortly thereafter uh, that year or a couple of years later, and after that they started putting in all the safer barriers. And boy, those Adam have saved. Adam didn't die though, did he? Uh, I can't I remember his name. Did. One of the one of the Petty Maybe boys um, died, and it was Loudon or I don't remember where. But he nosed into the wall just like Dale did, and after that they they went uh, they went crazy. different sport, man. Did you see the? Uh, did you ever see the documentary on Senna? It's on Netflix. Oh yes, yes. That is, that's. I mean, that Formula One yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. If you ran at the top level of that, it was about fifty fifty. Every you make it. every race, oh, but you're gonna fifty. Every race was your last race. You had to go out there with that attitude. Yes. Yep. And Senna was. Uh, I remember once seeing a photo of 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 like the top fifteen guys from a Formula One. Sometime in the 70s, Peter Rebson and that whole crew, 11 of them were dead like 12 years later. Holy cow. 12 or 13 years later. Well, and now that, that Formula One's a lot safer too. But, but they're still losing them. Oh, yeah. Not, not like they used but to. But you're right. It's a lot better. Yeah. All right. We'll be back here. This is uh, the uh, pregame show to the Friday uh, Fun Fest. That's right. And boy, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, we got some great music, and later on, a special encore appearance of Randy from uh, Cottage Grove, who and he's going to tell us how to make what product? For Wapatui. You? Wapatui yep. is a. It's apparently the youth of America, or not necessarily the youth. It's a. It's a taste treat for week. Holiday weekend par- backyard parties. Absolutely. And he has a secret Wapatui recipe that uh, Judd and uh, Phil tell me he was reluctant to share, as a matter of fact. <laughs> he was reluctant to share. He didn't want to give up a secret recipe. About 540-something uh, yeah. this afternoon, will, will you'll be able to get Randy's Wapatui recipe. Even though I haven't had a cocktail for 37 years, <laughs> it is on a weekend like this. Oh. The first weekend of summer, and it's summer, summer, 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. A guy cannot help thinking, flashing back to a well made gin and tonic. 
And what would have happened on a week like this would be you would start off as a gin and tonic connoisseur, right? You'd have kind of a fairly tall glass. Oh, I didn't yeah. like the cloudy ones. A lot of people like the clouded glass. Oh, you didn't like the cloudy? Oh, I like to see the fizz. Okay. Uh, okay. And you would put in eh, a couple of shots of gin. Sure, okay. Sure. A tangeray, usually. Although Bombay certainly served this purpose, too. Bombay was fine. Those were two. And and none of these flavored, you do not do this with one of these flavored gin. Oh, like not even they a lavender said, no. gin? Oh, man. Gin. Gin. Just straight gin. You take the straight <laughs> boodles. That was okay, too. Okay. Okay, a couple of shots. And and the lime deal, there you could use a lemon, but mostly a lime. It's just a very subtle, almost the peel. You don't cut off a hunk and squirt it in there and throw it in. No. About three cubes, two shots of gin, and then a little slice of tonic, I mean of uh, of lime. And you always had to have limes in the house. In yeah. fact, I, so how much tonic water are we many, talking then? I don't know how many times I asked my first bride, did you get any limes when she came <laughs> back from the grocery store? So how do you how do you how do you know how much tonic how much tonic water to actually have in there? Well, whatever's left. What are, you know, whatever's <laughs> left. The first one, I'm telling you, and it's you get it in there and you you and then you get everything kind of ready, and then you pour in the tonic, and it's a, and you get that pssst, right above the right above the glass. You get a little purple haze, and you go. Pssst. Now that's the first one of the weekend. Yes, you know? so it's, it's a, ceremonial. Gotta start it off right. Yeah. It's an art. Yes, you know I you know, know a guy. Gotta start that weekend off right. By the end, by Memorial Day, you know, like three o'clock in the afternoon on Monday, that guy's just pretty much. Throwing in a few cubes, cubes, filling it up with gin and cutting the taste a little bit with the tonic. Or you could have the roses lime. You could have the other thing. If you're not cutting the lime, you could have that little roses lime that you pour in there. But and that, I, that's kind of usually cheap. Monday afternoon. It might even get to the point where you're saying, "Crap, we're out of ice." <laughs> I always liked cold drinks. I never liked warm drinks. Though. I don't. Yeah, I never, I'm I, with never, you. I never could drink warm. You know, I know a guy drinks. when he's making his too. He'll say. I'll ask you, well, how much, like, as Manny said, how much tonic are you putting? You say, I waved the cap over the top. <laughs> well, I do a little more. <laughs> Funny thing is, I couldn't drink martinis. I love gin, but I couldn't. They, they didn't a little too harsh? A little too harsh? Yeah, they didn't do it for me. There's uh, no doubt about it. But a well-made gin and tonic has got that. Now, did your flavor <laughs> change throughout the year, or are you strictly pretty much gin and tonic? I drink, the- but I, in the summer, it was an art. In the winter, it was a bad habit. <laughs> in the winter, you didn't care. You know, you didn't, you just, where's the just gin? Just together and where's just, Where's the uh, gin? And you'd cut it with a little bit of tonic. And that was it, because in the winter. But the summer, it's the greatest summer drink, uh, if you're drinking alcoholic beverages. And uh, it used to really, I, I found it personally offensive. And pretty much, mostly women, by the way, but uh, personally offensive when somebody say, somebody'd say, I don't like gin. It's uh, it tastes like uh, what? What? Did, I can't even remember what they. My used wife to. says it tastes like pine needles. Pine needles. That's what they used to. Also. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Are we talking gin? <laughs> yeah. Talking gin. It yeah. tastes like heaven. Yes, it, it does. Tastes like heaven. It doesn't <laughs> taste like pine needles. Like all the great drinkers drank gin. 
Uh, that was one yeah. of the, I think that was the third liquor on the list that I had to finally say no no more to. Yeah. Because you just get so out of hand. Um, well, but my deal, Patrick, was um, gin martinis. You pour the vermouth in, you swish it around, and then you pour it out. Mm-hmm. And then you pour in the gin and maybe an ice cube or, yeah. or two, maybe. And right. by the way, that's the other thing. Vodka martini. Sorry. No. It's not gross. a vodka. You can call it a vodka martini. But it's but not. Vodka, all martinis are gin-based. Gin. Yeah. Yep. Yes, that's the other thing. You have to be gin-based. <laughs> now, my father was a exceptionally strong martini drinker. As I've told you guys, he used to say, I'm going to just have one tonight. And he'd have a great big stirring glass. You know, he'd have a, he had one of those stirring tubes yeah. that was about yeah. three inches wide, and he'd fill that up. And he'd it was a thermos. His, throw, his, he'd throw his stuff in, and I'm going to have one martini. Just one. Uh, and uh, of course, he also, he always, he would drink martinis in many forms, but his preference was to have an anchovy stuffed olive oh, to go with it. Yeah. And uh, they're hard to find now, anchovy olives, but uh, he used to take those with him to restaurants. He'd go into a fine restaurant and bring his own olives. I always had mm. the olives, but I never ate them. I just used them for flavor. <laughs> <laughs> the anchovy olives. Yeah. But uh, if you're going to go out and drink this weekend, to, and we're not suggesting you drink to excess, Gin. It's the only way. If you want to be a real drinker, yeah. you must drink <laughs> gin. Otherwise, you're an imposter. <laughs> uh, sports talk. We'll be back. We got just, Brucey today. I think we do. Yes, he's waiting in the wings. And uh, let the record show. After he said imposter, he eased back in the seat like he had just issued a, a concluded. Yep. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> the end. <laughs> it's time for the Your Money Now report, courtesy of Federated Insurance. Bruce Vale is here with Your Money Now. You know, as someone who has an aversion to olives and doesn't really care for anchovies, I can't think of anything worse than an olive stuffed with an anchovy. Oh. <laughs> Stocks ended the week uh, mixed today after we had two days of gains and two days of declines. The Dow Jones Industrial Average today fell 58 points to 24,753. The Nasdaq Composite gained nine points and the S&P 500 lost six. But it was a winning week. All three indexes had small gains this week. Due to escalating tuition and easy credit, there are now 101 people in the country who owe at least a million dollars in federal student student loans. Five years ago, there were 14. The Wall Street Journal says more people could soon be joining that group as education department data shows there are about two and a half million people who have at least $100,000 in student loan debt. Shareholders at McDonald's have rejected a proposal to ban plastic straws at the company's 37,000 outlets, a proposal that environmental activists had argued could help save marine life threatened by a worldwide explosion of plastic pollution. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Okay, Bruce, have a nice long weekend, and uh, if you do survive it, we'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to check traffic here, and of course the outbound side of everything is backed and stacked. This one produ- um, sponsored by Indeed. Uh, westbound 94, the, the worst, highly objectionable between 610 and Elbertville. And now we have a wreck on the left side at Weaver Lake Road. And then up in Forest Lake, northbound I-35, burning up those brakes between the split and US-8, about 15, 20 minutes. Are you hired? Boy, we have some good musical guests today and later today. Uh, summary, summary stuff, but this is pretty good. Pats liked to walk, didn't he? Yes, he did.
Hey, Johnny, hi. Yes, sir. Are you old enough to remember Uh-oh. <laughs> when Memorial Day was Decoration Day? Have you ever heard it? Were, did you, were you ever around when they called it Decoration I Day? I do not recall that, no. And, uh, now I'm not sure when it officially changed, but America was a better place when Memorial Day slash Decoration Day, which actually is goes all the way back to the Civil War, was on May 30th every year. Every year. Come Not on. on the Monday. Oh. Because the way we have her worked out now, but remember we, we used to complain if it was in the middle of the week because mm-hmm. you couldn't get any days, you know, you didn't have any days. We got her figured out now in America that if it's on Tuesday, it's a five-day, it's a four-and-a-half-day weekend, right? Mm-hmm. You, you all take it. Yeah. Everybody takes Monday off, Tuesday yeah. off. And if it's on a Wednesday, everybody takes the end of the next right. week off. Right. So we're it, back in the they moved you know it what? so You're everybody right. could enjoy a three day weekend. But in modern right. society, we're better off if we put it back It'd in the be middle, just like, like the Christmas, Fourth of July. just Fourth like we did, yeah, yeah, Fourth of July and Christmas. Yep. That's right. So uh, I, let's 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 start. That's part of my campaign too. Let's start return to decoration day on May 30th. I'm just wondering, you know, a place like this, because uh, we're a little light on personnel around the building right now. I wonder how that would affect us. Uh, well, we'd have a lot of best ups. <laughs> I think I could do my job without pants on today. Yeah, uh, virtually so. nobody here. Um, Johnny, can we mention your vacation schedule? Well, if you want, sure. Because it's care. genius. Um, okay. I believe you're taking Tuesday, Wednesday, that's it. Just Tuesday, Wednesday is okay. all I took but off. Johnny, but Johnny, if if so, what is the date this year of Memorial Day? The twenty sixth. Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Right. So this year it would be on the Wednesday. Correct. So you'd be taking Wednesday, Thursday, you'd be Friday, maybe Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday. You'd that's, be getting five days well, with only two days of vacation. That's well, what he's doing. I'm, now. I'm using two days of vacation now. And mm-hmm. after today, I'll only work two of the next nine days. So that's how Use, he likes using to work. two days of vacation. What do you? Uh, you work for an ad agency? <laughs> <laughs> you sure do know how to spend things. Okay. I'm wondering, you know, the little chart that I have above that calendar. Yeah. How would that mayoral Wednesday look if that was on a Wednesday? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We only he's only used one so far, right? No, yeah. because now he knows one. he's being monitored. Okay. <laughs> right. What I don't understand is the missing sycophant. I don't know. <laughs> How he magically disappears <laughs> on Friday? You know afternoon. that's that's a good point. I don't know. That's uh, apparently uh, he's uh, he gets uh, a head full of uh, if, bad ideas when he doesn't have an ass to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, here he is, Johnny. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. Partly sunny. We're up to eighty-eight degrees now. Uh, Twins back at it tonight after a day off. They're out on the West Coast playing Seattle. Fernando Romero goes for the Twins. <laughs> Uh, tough lefty James Paxton goes for Seattle. Speaking of our uh, favorite arse kisser, yes, <laughs> uh, his attempt to shield the information on what else he has going on in his life, okay, <laughs> might have suffered a blow. Now that his name's on a plaque in a public <laughs> building. Yeah. yeah. Plus, half of the Twin Cities is recognized among yeah, their way right. out. Or yes. in. Well, he still <laughs> thinks it's a secret. Yeah. Don't worry. 
the way things are going, nobody would be flying that airline anyway. So okay. He also posted a gigantic picture on Facebook of himself standing with said plaque. <laughs> okay. So I think that kind of uh, blew everything out of the water at that point. So we can reveal to the public that... Uh, that Kenny laid it out a little thick about Sun Country yesterday. For more one, to agitate yeah. his uh, coworkers. Just, just for one person, because <laughs> I have no, I have no beef against Sun Country whatsoever, <laughs> none whatsoever. But what I love about that gig is everyone that's working there with him is convinced he's the undercover boss. Yeah, uh, that's the yeah, best yeah. part about it. So nobody will talk to him. It's great. Uh, Town Ball Classic tomorrow at Target Field. Yeah. Three games, 10 a.m., the Class C, a game, Kimball and Lake Henry. 1 p.m., the Class B game, Meesville and Victoria. Uh, 4 p.m., the Class A game, the Minneapolis All-Stars against the St. Paul All-Stars. Easy to get tickets. Uh, just go to 1500ESPN.com. You'll get all the details. You can pick up a ticket. Keyword is Town Ball. Only 10 bucks for all three. Oh, and it's going to be a yeah. cooker. Hosty. Is the bat and barrel open? You know, that's a. I Probably. don't believe so because okay. the only concessions, well, A, the, the only level is the main level that's going to be mm-hmm. open that day. And then they're only opening the two concession stands that are directly behind home plate All right. on both sides of Herbex there. And we're going to sell some beer tomorrow with it being 90 plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. News notes from today by a vote of 13 to nothing. The Minneapolis City Council this morning approved a resolution that will raise the age of tobacco sales in the city to 21. <laughs> what are they doing about the drive by on my street last Friday night? Idiots. Resolution will go into effect October 1st. Uh, Currently, the illegal age is 18. Council member Andrew Johnson, who co-authored the resolution, said the measure brings Minneapolis in line with other neighboring communities. What a bunch of jackasses. (laughs) I'm going to stand out in front of the convenience store like a couple hours a week. If the kids come out, I'll buy a cigarette. Misguided (laughs) idiots. You know know what we should do? We should walk down with $500, buy a whole bunch of cartons of cigarettes, stand around and pass them out. Yes. Go right down to Nicollet Mall and pass out. Actually, my... uh, uh, the the little convenience store I go to is in Crystal because we got the border right there. I think Crystal will be the last place to go to twenty one. That's I hope so. That's half the half the income for the yeah city. with all all the white trash in that town. My neighbors, you're talking about there. I'm only joking. A Russian oligarch who was questioned by special counsel Robert Mueller and recently sanctioned by a U.S. President Donald Trump's personal attorney, uh, met Donald Trump, excuse me, personal attorney Michael Cohen in Trump Tower during the presidential transition, according to a video reviewed by CNN and a person familiar with the matter. It was January 9th, 2017, Trump Tower appearance by Victor Vexelberg. Oh, man. Which was also reported by the New York Times today adds to the question swirling over the payments to Cohen, which Mueller's team questioned Vexelberg about after the FBI stopped his private jet at a New York area airport earlier this year. John, I always have said that I want my next career to be as a barista. But oligarch wouldn't be bad either yeah, but yeah, it'd be nice that, to be an oligarch i think that pays better yeah be an but oligarch isn't there always a chance when you're that that you could end up beheaded and hanging upside down <laughs> from a lamppost yeah. Yeah. i think uh 
Mussolini was sort of an oligarch. Yeah, and it didn't yeah. end well for him. Eventually, your head is going to leave your shoulders. <laughs> you got to take some chances, Kenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then the bad thing is that not only do they cut your head off and split you open, but then they let you hang there for about four days. Drain <laughs> out. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, sometimes the oligarchs do come to a sad end. There's no doubt about it. India's white marble Taj Mahal is having some problems. Oh, no. It's turning yellow and green. As the huh. 17th central ma- uh, century mausoleum weathers filthy air in the world's eighth most polluted city. One of the seven wonders of the world, the Taj Mahal, flanks a garbage-strewn river, and it's often enveloped by dust and smog from smokestacks and vehicles in the northern city of Agra. Tiny insects from the drying Yamuna River into which the city pours its sewage crawl into the Taj Mahal, their excrement further staining the marble, according to an environmental lawyer, uh, talking to India's Supreme well, Court. What are Jesus, we going to do it? about it, Johnny? <laughs> the court? Can't move the Taj Mahal. I mean, is it okay to breathe? <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Uh, restorers have been using a paste made of a clay mineral to clean the marble. It pulls away impurities from the surface and uh, then can be washed off with water, but they're having a hard time keeping up. The court slammed the government for not doing enough to, uh, to preserve the monument, which was built by Mughal Emperor Shah Jahan as a mausoleum for his wife, Mumtaz Mahal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, Oh, sure. Who doesn't? I didn't know any of that. Uh, you know what? Mm. I crossed India off my list of uh, world visits I want to make. Mm-hmm. When I saw Slumdog Millionaire, when that kid jumped in the pool, oh. that was yeah. it for me. I'm yeah. That's that's enough. I'm not going there. It seems very sweaty. <laughs> yes, it does. And it gets hot there in the summer, yeah. too, right? Yeah. I like my You got poop in the streets and heat. That's just not a bad, that's well, a bad combination. Remember, uh, the cow is also sacred, so they get to walk through the streets yes. as you are. So that's right. That creates that? more of a problem, obviously. And they don't probably clean up after themselves either, right? So if an uh, agency comes <laughs> calling, you and Kenny are not going to be doing the Visit India tourism no. video. <laughs> We're not going to do the Ray and Ramona trip to India. The hell with it. Uh, <laughs> Ray Christensen, I admired that man. He never went anywhere that he paid for himself at his entire. He and Ramona would go any damn place as long as someone was else footing was the bill. Footing the bill. <laughs> Who does that remind you of, sir? Our own rookie. <laughs> Who will take a second job in order not to pay. <laughs> Well, that's okay. Wait till next week. We'll really get on him. There's uh, okay. All right, we'll be back. So they just had a uh, mugshot of uh, Harvey Weinstein here in court today. He's not looking too good. But I've had this question since Harvey got uh, popped for being one of the great molesters in the history of you know just a pervert. Okay, but you look at Harvey, fat. White guy, you know, he ain't got much of a unit, right? I mean, it's nothing to write home about. Thimble. Right? Yeah. So why did he want everybody to see it in the shower and stuff like that? You'd think he would have said, turn the lights off. Dear God. (laughs) No, I think you make a good point. I do make a good point. Why did he want these poor gals? Harvey, where is it? (laughs) Yes, right. Because you you know, no matter... No matter what he got away with it, when they left, they were telling their friends, you should see, this is, 
It's you know you need a microscope to find this thing. You it's can like a tell, light switch. You can tell Harvey has got a small unit that I can't understand why he was so damn proud of it. I used to work with a guy. Uh, did a morning <laughs> show, and it's not the guy you think. It's be- okay. before him, and he he made his way around town, dragged it through every suburb uh, in, uh-huh. in the metro area, and he dragged it. Well, which is a poor choice of words because seriously, like a pinky toe, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, all the ladies that he was with love talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so just, that's uh, Harvey too. It's just I mean, how embarrassing. Just too, yeah. Keep that thing. Huh. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. All right, write his name down. Get a prosthesis or something. Paul's prosthesis. Unless Harvey had a transplant, there's nothing going on there. Here's Johnny Hyde. Take that? it away, John. Yeah. Oh, hell. <laughs> I have an update. Uh, yes. remember, remember we told you Embassy Suites in Vegas pulled out of hosting the yes. world's biggest orgy? Yes. Well, don't... The uh, Harvey Weinstein Memorial uh, <laughs> orgy. Don't be worried. Uh, it's relocating to the nearby Erotic Heritage Museum. Really? Yeah. I didn't know there was an Erotic Heritage Museum. In Vegas, apparently. Yep. Wow. The five-day sex festival called Sin City 8 kicks off on June 2nd. It'll feature a Playboy Bunny-style pool party and sex toy demos. The huge sex orgy is the big finale. Organizers say they expect to easily beat the record of 500 orgy-goers set several years ago in Tokyo. Johnny, I think that was uh, very... Uh, we, we kind of... Played off one another there. I, I led into that story I, I, for you. I didn't expect the, uh, it, but yeah. yeah. It was a segue. Yeah, yeah. Quite the segue. Very, very good. And I'm going to change the subject completely. Patrick, have you ever been at the track when uh, they've had to dispatch a horse and they bring out the blinders, the yeah, big curtain? Yeah, no fun. Yeah. So uh, about 10 minutes ago, there was a deer wounded laying on the shoulder of westbound 694 at Silver Lake Road, and he was struggling, and it was quite the sad scene. Mm-hmm. They actually stopped all traffic on westbound 694. Four, so they wouldn't have to watch about a half away. a mile short of this, and then mm. they drug him over to the right shoulder, and they sent Bambi to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but, good. That's but, what you should do. Yeah, westbound six ninety four is moving again. Yeah, people aren't, uh, especially city folk. They're they not. They're not ready they to wanna, see that. They want them to go to the North Memorial and uh, <laughs> right. be fixed, right. <laughs> helicoptered out. They are not ready it's a to deer. see. That. We got plenty of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And some of them are running around through North Minneapolis <laughs> on, on West Broadway Avenue. That's right, being chased by turkeys. It <laughs> reminds me when we were, uh, you know, when William was a couple of years old, he's probably three or four, and uh, there was a dog on the side of the road. And, you know, you try to just, hey, look at a, uh, wait, look way over there. But he noticed, and he said, Dad, why would that dog be lying on the road? Is he tired? Oh, yeah, oh, well, oh, but here's the deal. White House gift shop has put its commemorative North Korean summit coins on sale. <laughs> this happened after President Trump announced he'd canceled his meeting with Kim Jong-un. Uh, it was listed yesterday as the deal of the day, which appears to have crashed or shut down the site for a short time. Original price of the coin was twenty four ninety five. Uh, they were on sale yesterday and as of this morning for nineteen. 1995. It's going to be a terrific year. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to be terrific. You'll love it. Believe me. Believe me. A big yes, hit, you're, uh, sir? This was a big the hit? Uh, greatest summit that never took place. It was, there's never been a greater summit than this. Today he was trying to revive it. I don't know if you guys saw that story. Mm-hmm. He said, "Yeah, it still could happen." Yeah, okay. If, he, if he, somebody cancels their golf round, and uh, boy, there, there was a point last week that I really had my hopes up. I thought, Are, "Is the world going to change under uh-huh. his watch?" Yeah. Well, not exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, this story, you know, uh, boy, what, uh, what really happened though is China came over and talked to the guy. It had to be. That had to be. Yeah. Uh, you, you're our buddy. You're not going to be their buddy and our buddy. You got to make up your mind. So. Uh, this story, uh, I, I didn't know what to think. I still don't. It was an emotional moment when an elderly couple were reunited with their car a week after they forgot where they had parked it. <laughs> <laughs> this, this happened in Great Britain. It was 80-year-old Emmanuel Elliott and 79-year-old Hilda Farmer. They sparked a massive search, which had a happy ending earlier this week. Wow. The pair lost their silver Ford Fiesta in Cheltenham, Gloucestershire, uh-huh. after visiting a Gloucestershire. Spa, the posh spa town from their home in Gloucester. Mm-hmm. A massive appeal went out. Martin Tyler, a builder in the area, discovered it in a totally different place from where Hilda thought it was. Mm-hmm. The car was in a car park with three parking tickets, which local authority says will be looked on sympathetically. It all happened when he made You know it. he's paying for that, too. Mm-hmm. Where'd we park the car? <laughs> no, it's not his no, fault. It was her fault. Well, Hilda was supposed to remember. Hang on, hang I on. Let well, me give you the details here. Sorry, John. The mishap happened when Emmanuel went for a hospital appointment, then Hilda took the car to park it. Okay. No spaces in the hospital car parking lot. Hilda drove off to find another spot. Okay. Uh, she faced a half-hour walk from the parking space to the hospital and had to ask passerbys for directions to the hospital five times. So when it came time to find the car again, <laughs> oh. she had no idea. Yeah, no shot. Mm-hmm. Hilda admits the place she thought she might have left it may have come from a dream she had. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, now the good news for Hilda and the husband, they found the car, but now they have been invited to come and retake their driver's test to see if we're going to have them on roads anymore. There actually was a $200 reward, uh, what equals $200 roughly, uh, for the first person to find the car, which they bought back in uh, 2016. Hilda said, police, everyone had forgotten where they put their car, but usually they put it in a multi-story parking ramp. We just put it on the street and couldn't find it. Right. The car was finally found in the. Why did they choose to park. tell people about this? No kidding. Well, they, they put report. it. They put an appeal out. Oh, okay. a public appeal okay. to find mm. the car. So Reavers mentioned the fight. That reminded me of the scene in uh, Jackie Brown where Robert De Niro and uh, Fonda, Bridget P- Fonda, have a little bit of a yes. disagreement in the parking lot. <laughs> <line. laughs> <laughs> yeah, call it that. She's mocking he, him, and, and he, he shoots and kills he her. Then, her. He get, yeah. then he gets in the car and. Has to explain it. Uh, yeah. To the, uh, What's his name with the yeah. funny beard? Yeah. And then he ends up getting shot. That's, yeah. a, that's a great movie. Isn't yeah. it the yeah. best? That was one of Tarantino's best ones. Man. Oh, that yeah. was fantastic. But him at the end of that movie, Manny, not getting in that car and driving <laughs> off with her, that does not sit right with me. Oh, one, of great, <laughs> one of the great lines ever of De Niro's ever uttered, though. That hit the spot. Hit <laughs> <laughs> the spot. Yeah. Yeah. All oh. right, Johnny. Thank you. You bet. So I tried to watch the Gopher game last night. You know, it started at ten o'clock. I know. It started I started was... at ten o'clock. What a what what are they waiting for? They why do they take a two hour break between sessions? Nobody's going to come there anyway. Well, Just I play and back I got to back. I got home late because I was here doing the beer show and I did a couple things around the house. I thought, well, I'll turn it on at nine o'clock. And there was some programming. I'm like, well, yeah, okay. Why are they doing that? I didn't. Between, I didn't why get do it. they give? Why do they take an hour between games? Why, why did you know go someplace else and take infield and then come and be ready to play in 20 minutes right it's uh and it's 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 preposterous the whole thing and by the way ba- major league baseball has played at a breakneck speed 
compared to the colleges. They will have a conference about anything. Takes forever. Anyway, this uh, Reggie Meyer kid threw really good last night. He was night. pretty good. Gophers win uh, three to nothing. They uh, get today off and will play. I, I'm still confused as to who they're going to play. Michigan Ohio State winner is what it's saying. But if you look at the, but they were supposed to stay in the same bracket. I thought so. I don't know, but. Uh, they got their ace. Still hasn't pitched yet, Fredericks. And that game will be tomorrow, you said? Tomorrow morning. Ooh. And then that team, whoever they're playing, is going to have to beat them twice to get to the championship game. Tell me you will try. We'll be back.